We are here for another episode of the Alan Miles Show. And today I want to talk through uh, 15 things that I've learned in the past 37 years. And I think uh, when I look at things, obviously I've, I've been through uh, quite a lot of life. Uh, I've I've had experiences, I've had success, I've had failures, I've had ups, I've had downs. And these are some of the things, not all of the things, but some of the things that I thought were most helpful to people that if I could look back um, and speak to a younger version of myself, these are the things, that, the 15 things that I would go through um, with myself. So hopefully you find something valuable here. If nothing else, you're going to hopefully start to understand uh, more perspective of where I come from, how I think, uh, why I think the way I think, etc. So let's get into it. So number one, you are where you are meant to be. For me, I spent so long, especially in my 20s um, and through maybe even some of my um, later teen years, always wanting to be somewhere else. And probably, to be honest, even some part of my early 30s, like always wanting to be further along, always wanting more success quicker, always wanting to be where somebody else was and not where I was. And when you slowly start to understand that you're where you're meant to be, because you have to go through certain things to be able to get to that next place. It doesn't mean that other people are better than you. It doesn't mean that you're not destined for success, but it means that you're where you're meant to be. It means that your journey is taking the path that it needs to take. So if we can start to look at things with a bit more perspective and really enjoy where we're at and start to look with an open mind of what's the lesson here what do i need to learn what um, what's what is this for all of a sudden even some of the worst moments in my life have been softened so as an example losing uh my mum my brother um within a year of each other was hard obviously and i was very upset and i mourned and i cried and I felt like the world was unfair. But when you start to look at things and you're like, why am I here? Like, what, what is happening right now? What's the lesson that I need to learn? Um, all of a sudden, you can turn some quite dark, dismal moments in your life into the things that produce fantastic results down the line. And that's what it really means. Like, you are where you are meant to be, right? The journey is happening at the right pace, so just keep going. Don't stop. Don't try to go backwards. Don't try and speed it up. Just keep going. Keep being consistent, and things will be okay. Number two, your success looks very different to everyone else's. And the more you compare yourself, the more you damage the beauty of what you create. So think of it. When you're a kid, especially in the UK, you we do a sunflower competition. And it's a competition to see who can grow the tallest sunflower in a set period of time. There's obviously a winner in those situations. And some people's sunflowers, they don't grow quite as big as the other people's in that time frame. And like it's about understanding that you don't always have to have the biggest sunflower. Like, have you taken care of your sunflower? Have you enjoyed watching it grow? Uh, in that in this example and this is again the thing is that your success is exactly that it's your success so enjoy it like don't be ungrateful for it of well i would rather have this success instead well if you would rather have somebody else's success how did they get there what was the path they had to take what was the journey and you don't know what problems they have so it's about understanding that yes 
always we want to push. And yes, we always want to try and be more successful, but don't do it at the detriment of the success that you are already having. However big or small it is, celebrate the wins, be acutely aware of the losses, learn from them, but don't damage that success that you're having by thinking it's not good enough. Enjoy those those small wins because if you can compound lots of small wins together, like lots of one nils, and sometimes even a one one draw is better than losing. Those things compound together to put you in a situation where you can go and win a championship. You have to be consistent and you have to celebrate the things that are going well. Number three, every terrible situation can be turned into a positive situation. Much like I was just saying at the beginning, like you are where you're meant to be. You can take the worst moments, and I would actually say the worst moments in my life have all created the best moments in my life. So obviously not in that moment. It's taken obviously time to heal and time to learn from those those situations and be able to move forward. But actually, every single terrible situation in my life has created a beautiful, incredible, like life-changing, positive moment further down the road. And without those terrible things happening, None of those positive things would have happened uh, on the other side of it. And it's almost as though I kind of look at it from the perspective of life teaches you lessons. Sometimes like good things happen to bad people and sometimes bad things happen to good people. Like life isn't fair necessarily, but it's about understanding and thinking about it from the perspective of the deeper the valley, the higher the peak. So I'm at a point in life now where, if I'm honest, most of my worst fears have actually come true um, at some point in another. But it's allowed me to go on and achieve a higher peak than I ever thought possible because it builds something inside you. As you go through those terrible situations, because there's no getting around, like losing somebody you love is terrible. A business going bankrupt is terrible. Like losing your dream is a terrible thing. But if you are able to sit in that pain and work through it, create those callus, create that armor, now when you start to go through things and you start to move forward, well, now the small things that used to bother you don't bother you anymore because you're like, well, I faced lots worse than that. So you keep going and you keep building and your skin isn't soft anymore. It's not easily damaged water off a duck's back you keep on moving forward so think of it from the perspective of instead of thinking why do these bad things keep happening to me instead thank the universe like thank you for bringing this challenging opportunity to me i'm going to use this i'm going to grow through this and i'm going to be in a better place because of it down the line you're going to pay your dues up front instead of having to pay them further down the line next one number four Having an amazing life is a simple of equation, a simple equation of expectation versus reality. Now, what I mean by that is that sometimes people think that life should be this incredible thing. Uh, it should be very like materialistic. It should be a driving a Rolls Royce everywhere, drinking champagne for breakfast flying first class, but you haven't done anything in your life. You haven't actually achieved anything. You just think you should have it, uh, like an expectation. And your reality is you have to catch the bus. You're struggling to get enough money together to put food on the table, and you work on a checkout. Nothing wrong with that. But all of a sudden, you look at your life, and you're like, my life sucks. I I hate it. 
like it's it's rubbish whereas that person who has the reality of i'm a hard worker i'm going to learn to do xyz thing i'm grateful i get to catch the bus gives me a chance to read my book gives me a chance to learn something um like i like having to walk places i love my job because i get to meet lots of new people every single day i'm learning great communication skills they will have a much better outlook than the person who is always wanting to be in the Rolls Royce when they're on the bus instead. And it's about looking at it and understanding that life is perspective. Like to somebody else, your life might look rubbish. But if you look at your life, if your blueprint of what you want your life to be, if you're achieving that blueprint, you're happy. You have an amazing life. Your life is filled with joy. So my point here is that there's been points in my own life where I've looked at it and been like, I'm massively underachieving. I'm very unhappy with my life. And other people would look at my life and be like, oh, I think your life looks cool. Like, I like what you've got and how you do it and what you do for work, et cetera. And I've been ungrateful of my own life at points. And don't get me wrong, like I, I work very hard, but I had a, a good childhood growing up. Like it was without my dad, unfortunately, as he passed away, but my mum did a great job and I never wanted for anything. I knew she worked very hard, but that expectation versus reality was out of line. So I wasn't fulfilling my blueprint, which in turn made me feel like I wasn't having an amazing life. It's only with perspective that I look back and go, I was very fortunate for some of the things that I had happen in younger life. And it's same as I've I've got older. So really try and balance that blueprint and understand that I don't want to say lower your expectations because that's I'm not saying you shouldn't have big dreams and goals, but be realistic with your expectations and allow your expectations to evolve over time. You don't have to have your expectation as the end goal for when you're 40 or 50 years of age and be upset and disappointed with your life every single day until you get there, have something that is malleable, something that can grow with you and stretch with you because then your reality will fulfill those expectations. You will have an amazing life. And in turn, it will it will push you to do more because you're in a positive place. That perspective is positive. Next thing, uh, leaning into your limiting factors turns it into your limitless potential. So what I mean by this is I I that everyone has limitations. Like everyone has things they're not good at. Some people have disabilities, some people have conditions or um things that really hold them back. So uh, an obvious example, like somebody who's blind is going to struggle to see things because their eyes don't work properly unfortunately. But the body is great because the body starts to adapt. And although their sight might not be there, their other senses become stronger. So that actually, them being blind, now makes them a superhero, a super smeller, and a super taster. Well, that's now their power. They could either be very upset. It's so unfair. Why do my eyes not work? If only I could see, I could have had a great life, but I can't see so my life is now terrible. To the person who leans into that, who can become an incredible musician, learning by touch, sound, somebody who could become a fantastic cook. There's blind chefs out there who are absolutely incredible because of their taste and smell and their understanding of a process and the feel of things. So understanding that we all have limiting factors, but if you lean into those limiting factors, you will find a way to turn it into your limitless potential. If you're somebody who maybe isn't very academic, you struggle to learn in, through theory, but you're very good with practical 
you're somebody who maybe you consider yourself to not be the smartest person or you're not very good at spelling or you don't feel confident on camera what can you do to embrace that and either overcome it or like lean into it and do an alternative that allows you to double down and push yourself forward leaning into those limiting factors instead of submitting to them like having dyslexia and giving up and saying well i can't write a book it's the worst thing you can do because you might have an incredible story to tell dictate the book get somebody else to then ghostwrite it for you like there's there's always a way around these things it's about leaning in to your limiting factors because they can become your superpower number 6 um that thing that you want to create like that business you want to build that life you want to build whatever it might be that thing that you want to create it is going to take you twice as long it's probably going to cost 10 times as much uh, in money in energy and effort So instead of thinking, I have a goal, I'm going to build a business, I'm going to be a millionaire in three months. Understand that it's probably going to take longer than six months still, but it's going to take a bit of time. Uh, It's okay that it takes time. Set manageable goals. Set clear, like targeted goals that allow you to see progress. Understand that 99% of the time when you want to create something, you're going to have to work 10 times harder, 10 times longer and put a lot more effort into it than you have ever imagined. And that's how it's meant to be. Because anything worth having requires work. And it should require work. Because the faster it comes, the faster it goes. And that's not to say that everything should take forever, <laughs> because that's not the right side to not the right way to look at it either. But what I'm saying is you have to go through the process. You need to pay your dues. You need to do the work. You need to build a solid foundation to build upon no matter what it is you're building. Think of it like a family. You make the decision that I want to have children. I want to have a family. You've got a loving partner. You're in a good relationship and you make that decision to have children. Well, even if you decided today that you want to have children, it's going to take at least nine months, even if you managed to fall pregnant um, today. It still has nine months. It's not going to happen immediately. But then when that baby is born, your family still isn't complete because the baby isn't really even a like truly their own person at that point. They're just a baby, right? They don't, they're not even opening their eyes. They're not moving any of their limbs. So it takes time. It takes a couple of years before that child starts to determine who they are. Like they start to build their own personality. They start to talk. They start to walk. They start to play and engage. And then it's not just copying. They're starting to now have their own thoughts and want to do things in a certain way. And then 10, 15 years go by and they have teenagers and like teenagers have different feelings and thoughts. And then they turn into their 20s and 30s and start to build their own careers and lives. And then you have grandchildren. At that point, you now start to have a family. That idea that you had 30 years ago has taken 30 years to come to fruition. There's been days in that journey which have been hard, days that haven't been easy. No different with a business. It's no different with learning a hobby. It's no different with anything. There's going to be days where you look at what you're doing and be like, this is hard. Like, I don't know if I really want this. This is not what I imagined. I thought it would be quicker than this. I thought it would be easier than this. It's okay that it isn't but you have to keep going. Number seven kind of ties to the one above. Steadily building your success over time is far better than building something overnight that is dysfunctional. So 
especially in the online world, I think there are so many businesses that are built very quickly. Um, I've built a couple of online businesses very quickly, and I've pulled them apart and burnt them to the ground because their growth was truly dysfunctional. Uh, it left me feeling miserable. It impacted my mental health. It was not a fun enjoy environment to work inside of, and it wasn't what I wanted to create. A younger version of me would have carried on, would have persevered um, and carried on doing it because I felt I had to because I'd already built something and it would be wasteful to throw it away. The reality is, it's better to build things slowly and consistently, build that solid base and then build on top of it, layer it. And instead of having this rapid growth, because even if you look at some of the biggest players in the online coaching world, some of them have had very rapid growth. But if you truly study their journey, a lot of them have had a lot of dysfunction in that growth, which has pushed a lot of them to breaking point. Some of them have broken and have then left the space. Others have had to really pull things back and rework it to build it back up and make adjustments, etc. The alternative is to pull it apart and rebuild it from scratch. So dysfunctional growth is a dangerous thing because just growing something very quickly doesn't necessarily mean it's a success, not for the long term, not for you personally. Putting some money in your bank account might solve your problems today, but it isn't going to solve everything that is happening in your life if you have a dysfunctional business that's dominating your life, making you miserable, and um, no amount of money will cover that. So building things successfully over time is the key. Number eight, um, finding out who you really are um, so that you are not being conditioned. So like finding out who you really are is a really important thing. As we grow up, we all think we know who we are, but actually we're just normally the product of the conditioning we've received through our parents, through TV, through society, through our uh, church, whatever it might be. And it's only when you take yourself on a journey. And for some people, this journey looks different. For me, this journey was simply asking myself 30 questions every single day for a month and answering them uh, in a book. It wasn't particularly exciting, but for me, it created an incredible change. For some people, it's about traveling around the world, going off into a jungle on their own for three months at a time to discover who they are and become comfortable with themselves and answer their demons. But everyone's got a slightly different approach. But the one thing that everyone agrees on is understanding who you are is absolutely critical to long-term happiness. Because if you don't know who you are and you don't know what you truly want and you just go along to get along or you just go along because you think you have to do what you have to do, you don't have to do anything in this world. It's the biggest lie we've ever been told. You don't have to go have a nine to five. You don't have to go to higher education. You don't have to be a parent. You don't have to not be a parent. You don't have to be happy all the time. You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to not go to the gym. You don't have to eat your vegetables if you don't want to. Um, and you don't have to eat meat or you don't have to not eat meat. There's a million different things. Like You can decide exactly what you want in your life, in your business, all of the time. It's okay. And it's not selfish. It's actually probably one of the most unselfish things that you can do is to find out who you truly are and live up to that reality and build your life around that person. Because then the people in your life get you. They don't get some masked version of you. They don't get some fake version of you. They don't get some idealistic version of you. They get the real you. Someone that you wake up and you are every single day without trying. The real you that amazing person inside there, finding out who that is 
is probably on this list one of the biggest changes in my life being able to become comfortable with who I am and understand that I do have a place that I do have value and that Alan Miles has great things to add to not only my world but the world of the people I touch that's a big thing if you can get to that place to understand who you truly are you can create amazing things in your life the next thing never settle for me big big one needs to be ratcheted back sometimes in some people who are very very competitive to push because it can sometimes encroach on that expectation versus reality and kind of trying to speed up success or comparing yourself to other people but never settle like always moving forward like a steam train rolling forward nothing's going to stop you never settling because the moment you settle is the moment things start to fall apart here's a great example Think of how many relationships you can look at, people you know, maybe a relationship you've been in, maybe even a relationship with um, like your, your parents had, as an example. The moment they start to settle in that relationship and ultimately you're saying you stop trying, the moment you stop trying is the moment things start to fall apart. So you have to always try. You have to always push because the moment you settle, things start to fall apart and they become flat and they become mundane never ever settle it's one of the things that I, I remind myself of on a daily basis to keep moving forward next one number 10 five more to go money is not the thing to focus on and i've spoke about money a fair bit through this list but money is not the thing to focus on like you absolutely need money and i'm in i'm, I'm not in the camp of saying you don't need money in life look i've been broke I've been not broke. Having money is a much better way to be than not. It opens more doors. It gives you a uh, a base level of um, of certainty in your life, but you don't want to focus on it. If it's your only thing you focus on, well, you have a a, a very toxic like a sole focus. Instead, personally, I like to focus more in on the impact or the result that you can create. Because what that means is that now I'm not thinking of how do I make a million pounds? I'm now thinking of how can I impact 100,000 people? Like you stop being so confined because otherwise you go a million pounds. Okay, well, I could help one person for a million, two people for 500,000, 10 people for 100,000, 1,000 people for blah, blah, blah. Like you run the math and you just have this set number in your head. So you start meeting that number of like, how can I sell this number instead of how can I help all of these people? You stop thinking about the money and the money starts to come. It's a peculiar uh, phenomenon, but it it seems to happen all of the time. The moment you focus, on the impact, the moment you focus on helping people um, the, is the moment that everything starts to fall into place. But you have to actually focus on it. You can't just say outwardly, yeah, 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 I'm just focused on creating impact and change in the world. And then every time nobody's looking, you're looking and writing down like how to get to a million pounds. I, I've been there. I've, I've done that. It's, it's, it's disingenuous. It's not true. Now we're very much at a point, especially with our business, our company ethos, our mission statement used to be this really long page of writing that I, I couldn't remember, which made me start to wonder, is this actually my mission? Whereas now it's very simple. How can I help you? 
So every single situation we're in, whether it's a sales situation, a marketing situation, a coaching situation, um, any situation at all, the simple thought, what's our mission? We have somebody in front of us who doesn't know us. How can I help you? What can I do to this person to help them? And they don't even know sometimes. So sometimes you just have to hit them with lots of value and, and understand how to help move them forward from your area of genius. We have a sales conversation. How can I help this person? Sometimes it's going to be buying our program. Like Sometimes it's going to be giving them advice. Sometimes it's going to be understanding that, okay, I can't actually help this person with what I have in place right now. Do I need to start to create something new, which creates innovation? Then when you're in that place of innovation, you're sat there thinking, how can I help more people? What can I do that will help more people with no constraint? You start to come up with these incredible ideas, and then it's about understanding how do you make those ideas come to life? Same on the coaching side, sitting down in front of a client. What are they experiencing right now? How can we help move them forward today? What do we need to do to get them to that end goal? How can I help you has been one of the biggest changes from a mission statement perspective. So simple. It's something that I've thought my whole life as a human being of just wanting to be a good person to help people, but never thought that that would be okay in business. But it is. That's essentially how we approach um, what we do. And by not focusing on the money, we create more money than we ever thought possible. The next thing, leaving your ego at the door. Now, Maybe this is more of a man thing, I don't know, or a masculine energy thing. But especially in your kind of earlier years, you have a bit of a chip on your shoulder a lot of the time. You think you have to have the answers. You think you have to know everything. You walk into every situation thinking you know, being in a place where you have to express that to people and everyone around you. Now I want to be the dumbest person in every room I walk into. I want to be the last one to talk. I want to listen. I want to absorb the information from everyone around me so that I can build a, a well-rounded opinion and of the situation and of the information before expressing any thoughts. But by being the dumbest person in that room means you have to leave your ego at the door. I don't care if people think I'm intelligent or dumb. Like I want to not know most of the information that's being spoken about in that room because it means it's a good use of my time. I don't want to surround myself just simply with people who I have to be the one who tells them everything because I'm not learning in those environments. By making that adjustment and understanding that it's okay to not have all the answers, it's probably a good thing actually, allows you to become a much a much more knowledgeable person, somebody who can progress much quicker in a much shorter time frame because you're constantly absorbing information and your brain goes to a different place of always being in a state of learning, of absorbing, just like a small child. Imagine if we could have the brains of a small child as actual adults. They absorb information so incredibly. And as adults, all we do is tell them stuff and teach them stuff. Next couple. So number 12, uh, asking for help is not a weakness ties into the, the point above. It's okay to not know the answers. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to not be okay. Surround yourself with people who care because in this world, there's a lot of people who you can surround yourself with. They don't give a shit. So make sure you're selective with who you surround yourself with. Bring people close to you who do care, who you have each other's backs because asking for help is not a weakness. It's actually a massive strength being able to know that you need support. Number 13, understanding that 
time is more valuable than money and learning the skill of leveraging your time. So this is that typical um, lesson of standard working class versus business owner situation. So understanding that, yes, you can go do the work. You could go work 40, 50, 60 hours per week, pick up a wage, and that's good. You could earn some good money doing that. But learning how to leverage 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people so that your eight hours can then be leveraged into 800 hours, that is how you understand really how to produce money on the bigger scale, but understanding that being at work all hours under the sun, when your children are at home missing you, you're missing them, you're not spending time with them that cannot be found again. You can go and earn that 10 grand, five grand, a hundred grand, a million pounds in a couple years. Like if you have something there which is time locked, like time does not come back. Go and value that time. It's the most precious thing. Having five kids of now various ages between five and uh, approaching 15, like those years go and they go quick. Like I remember being 25 and I'm now 37. The time goes quick. Find a way to value your time not just say it, but mean it. Like you have to do the inner work to really value these things. Um, number 14, understanding that making mistakes is a critical part of life, especially a life well lived. It's about learning to not repeat the same mistakes, not trying to live a perfect life. So many people in this social media world want to, or they think they have to live this perfect life where nothing ever goes wrong. There's never a problem. There's never a down. There's only ever ups. But to have an up, you need a down. You need the contrast. It's perfectly fine to make mistakes. It means you're moving forward. It means you're growing. Just don't keep repeating the same mistake, maybe once or twice, but don't keep going back there. Don't do it 10, 15, 20 times. If you put your finger in the plug socket, it hurts quite a lot. If you're lucky enough to survive, I don't think you're going back to that plug socket to stick your fingers back in it again. So it's the same with other things in life. Like learn to fail forward. Make mistakes frequently learn from them, grow from them, and you'll keep moving forward. And lastly, valuing your life and understanding that it's fragile and it can be taken away from you at any point. It's the single most valuable lesson that I have ever learned. And for me, for those of you who know me, you know that I've experienced loss in life. And it's something that I I try not to talk about lows because I don't want to be known as kind of the person who always talks about death. But for me, this is the single biggest lesson that I learned. I lost my brother. He was in his mid-30s. He left behind two amazing children. He worked himself to death, essentially. He was an incredible worker. He was incredible at what he did, and he was doing it for his family. And ultimately, his family got left behind because of it. My mum uh, committed suicide. She got to a place where she wasn't in a good place. And yes, she had lived her life to a degree, but she still had so much more that she could have done, but it was taken away. My wife's brother was killed in a tragic accident in his early 20s. He was just on his way home from work. My dad was on his way to work. He got killed in a traffic accident. He thought he was coming home to see his little boy, but he wasn't. Life is very fragile. It's an amazing thing. We can achieve incredible stuff. We can build massive businesses, build incredible families, go on amazing trips, experience everything that life has to offer. But the thing we have to do 
in my opinion, is we have to respect it. We have to understand that tomorrow is not a given. Never go to sleep on an argument. Never go to sleep with leaving stuff unsaid that needs to be said. Tell the people you love that you love them. Enjoy yourself. Love yourself. And hopefully there's something here in these 15 lessons that you can find helpful in moving your life forward. As always, if you want to connect with me, you can find me on social. Uh, You can go to alanmiles.com. Links to all my socials are there. Or you can find me on Instagram. Uh, Simply put in Alan Miles. I will come up. Facebook, facebook.com slash alan.miles. And same on TikTok. Uh, Or drop me an email at alan at alanmiles.com. Hopefully this has been valuable for you guys. I've got some fantastic guests coming up in these next few weeks. Look forward to seeing you all again soon. Take care, guys.